Well, are you thankful for the creator that's in the house this morning? The way maker, the promise keeper, the only one that can make the promises and then able to fulfill them. He's not slack as some men are, but he's able and more than able to fulfill every promise. Yea, and amen, and none other but Christ Jesus, the anointed one. That's the same anointing and presence, amen, when you call upon him through his name. That's the presence that moves as it's moved in this house this morning. And I'm telling you, he can visit every heart. He can visit every life. He can minister to every vessel in this place. He knows all the end and outs and ups and downs hallelujah knows it all and I'm glad to be that he's in my life and he's in this place this morning hallelujah to work among us and for us in this place today Lord bless you appreciate you so much God bless you my my what a, what a touch of the Lord and the presence of God that's here so good to see each one of you in the house of the Lord this morning we're gonna let our classes go back amen God bless you man I'm telling you what a divine touch it's so good to have the Smith family back with us this morning God bless them appreciate them amen coming hallelujah I'm telling you what she just fell in love with Sunday school and they have too and we're just so thankful for that and just so glad to have them to be with us it's good to have Caleb back with us God bless you Caleb it's good to see you amen the house of the Lord with us this morning good to see each one of you in the house of the Lord today looking forward to the service tonight amen hallelujah brother Alviard is going to be with us here in some great reports of people receiving the Holy Ghost thus far this week already in the services that they're having and uh, thank God for that. And we're expecting the same thing. Hallelujah. As a touch was here this morning. Hallelujah. I'm glad God's still pouring out His Spirit upon all flesh. I'm glad God's still working, amen, in the darkness. Still working, amen, in my life and fighting our battles. Hallelujah. Directing us, guiding us. Hallelujah. I want to walk in the footsteps of the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus, you know, he's, he, this is what He taught. He said, these are not my works. And these are not my words. They're the Father. Hallelujah. Has there ever been a time, amen, I want to walk more to the works and the words of Jesus, the Lord? Amen. It's now. Hallelujah. I'm telling you. We want the heart of God. We want the voice of God. We want the spirit of God. We want the truth of God to rule and reign in our affairs and all of our actions and deeds. Got a good lesson this morning. Revelation, the second chapter, one through seven verses. Amen. Ephesus. Hallelujah. Church. It was written to. Hallelujah. I'm excited about it. Hallelujah. I feel like we're headed in the same direction of Ephesus. We're going back to some things that we've fallen away, something the Lord's really been prompting me the last, this week especially, going back to some old landmarks. Amen. Hallelujah. You know what? I find that happening in a lot of areas a lot of times, and I know storms, storms have a tendency, amen, even in the landscape, hallelujah, to tear up landmarks and things of that nature, and so it's hard to get guidance and direction. But the landmarks we're talking about this morning, hallelujah, for just a moment, hallelujah, the landmarks that God set up, and they there, just you and I have got to, you know, make up in our minds that we're going to search them out. We're going to find them. We're going to cut the bushes out from around them. Cut everything else, amen, to try to hide them. Hallelujah. And get back to some old landmarks because when you get back to some old landmarks and some old basic ways, I heard Bishop Brother Floyd Odom mentioned, amen, just recently, hallelujah, that he not really prophesied but made the statement about the end time that we're headed into and the things that's going to happen. He says, I, he said, I see us, and this is where he put it. He said, I said, I see the church going back to some old basics. Some basics, and I thought, oh God, I'm in target. I'm on target, right, man? When I haven't been talking to Bishop, and I'm think 
shaking and feeling and preaching the same thing and then he backs it up. Hallelujah. I'm telling you what. We're in the heart of God and the heart of the Holy Ghost and God's going to show up and God's going to magnify himself. Hey, I'm telling you, if there's ever been a time, it's two things that's burning in my heart this morning. I, I mean, I want my life to glorify God and I want my death to glorify God. That's what Paul, my apostle, amen, set out to do. I want to do the same thing. I want to be able to glorify God, amen, and all the trials and all the tribulations and all that. None of these shall separate me from the love of God. So likewise in this lesson, we're going to see some things that's very important, very important ingredient as followers of, and disciples of Jesus Christ. Man, God is what? God is love. God is what comes, goes, and happens. God is love. Amen. God is love. And so we're going to, we're going to see some things in the lesson today, in the scriptures. And uh, I'm sure time is going to be one of our worst enemies this morning. But uh, by the help of the Lord and the goodness of God, and we're going to dress and cover as much as we can and do our best to feed the lamb, feed the sheep, feed everybody. Wants to be fed. And if you already come full, praise God, maybe that little bit there empty jabbed. And you're ready to be filled back up again. Praise God. But anyway, your first love. Your first love. Amen. How I many can witness me the first time you ever went into an apostolic church, possibly, if you wasn't raised, especially if you wasn't raised in one? Amen. I, I can still remember that. I remember the first, first service and first encounters with the presence of God. And uh, I didn't understand it, didn't know what was going on, didn't have a clue. I just knew I liked it. <laughs> Hallelujah. And, and it, wasn't, it wasn't necessarily all the other things that went along in the field at that time, but it was the love of God and the presence of God. Amen. And you know what? If we'll just let God be God. Hallelujah. Let him guide and direct us. That's, that's what the Holy Ghost is all about. Amen. One place the writer put it, John said, what? It's a comforter, but it's also what? It's a guide into all truth. I'm glad I, we got the Holy Ghost to guide us. Amen. Got the book, got the letter, and the spirit to balance it out. It calls a letter with revelation and insight and understanding of what the letter's telling us, instructing us. Amen. Have you ever, uh, I tell my wife, or, you know, different ones, amen, be putting something together. And, uh, you know, a lot of times you purchase things and uh, bicycles, things, swing sets. Uh, you know, you, you open it up and uh, they, they'll tell you, maybe they, they've looked at it and said, oh, it won't take. They said, it won't take but two hours to put it together. I said, yeah. I said, they've done it a hundred times before they wrote up the instructions and wrote that, took time. I said, that's a difference. Hallelujah. That's the truth. And so, anyway, hallelujah. But uh, you know what? I thank God for the book that instructs us. Okay? I'm glad there is a GPS called the Holy Ghost. There can be a voice that can tell us, turn right here. Turn left there. And we, ho, ho. We can also, wait a minute, stand. Just wait. We should never be ashamed to wait on the Lord. Especially when he says to wait. Never be ashamed to wait. Amen. And so we want to go back to that first life. That first encounter. That those places. Because love, amen, is a very important ingredient in service. Have you ever been involved maybe in a situation where. You could tell by the ones that was doing the service, they was in it for the money. They was in it for the wrong reason and the wrong purpose. 
But then others, you could tell, they loved what they was doing. They, they, they enjoyed it. You can watch these individuals as they love it and enjoy it, even respond to difficult guests in difficult situations. Far different than that one that's in it just for the money. Praise God. So that's, this is one of the reasons with this pandemic and everything that's going on, how the church can respond to this far different than the world. Our response, our outcome, it's going to be different. It's not going to get the best of the church. It's going to have its effects, maybe. But you know what? We're going to be made overcomers. That's what this lesson, that's a promise. That's a promise that's in every one of these letters. Watch, watch, watch Jesus. Who the letter's from, who's has spoken the words, and who's involved in the midst of all the seven churches to work. But we're going to notice in this one a very important ingredient called love. Your first love, the focus thought, we must stay focused on what? Our first love, Jesus Christ. Got to stay focused on that. Why? Because you got an adversary. You got one that is, is, despises you. You got one that is your enemy. You got one that, that that's where he wanted to be. He wants to be the lover of your heart. Now, you may argue with that term, but it's still. He wants to be the lover of your mind, the lover of your soul, the lover of your life. He wants your time. He wants your service. He wants to take your talent and use it for himself. Even though most all of that, if not all of it, even sometimes disguised, it leads to destruction. Because it's not out of true love. The true love of God. It's always, I, I remember doing a little study and preaching on and especially trying to help, you know, talk to people. You know, there's a difference between lust and love. Feelings are a lot alike. Passions and desires are a lot alike. But you can tell the difference between the two when the testing time comes. The trials come. The persecution comes. The spirit of iniquity begins to wax worse and worse. Then you could tell if, if an individual just was lusting after somebody. <laughs> or if they was really in love with them. Amen. Praise God. Okay. So I, I want to keep that love burning. How about you? Keep those flames burning. Keep the wood on it. We do this by obedience. We do this by doing spiritual things. Such as coming to a place like this this morning. I, I talked to somebody yesterday. And just in, in talking. And was talking about churches. And the pandemic. Things of that nature. And, and uh, I said yeah. And I said one thing we better watch. I said. Uh, uh, they're going to see a time now. Where a lot of them are going to want to stay home. And just look at the screen. And forsake what the Bible says. Forsake of this assembling of yourselves together. But thank God you haven't let that happen. Man, but you're coming. And it came earlier. I had some ask me. say, well, y'all went back to regular services. <laughs> yeah, six, seven, eight months ago. <laughs> and they just did it last week or two. You know, well, you know, we, we got to simple. We got to simple. But I haven't given up on a prayer now either. I prayed it this morning. I said, Lord, we call on your authority of your name and your blood that nobody will get COVID on these grounds. You may get it somewhere else, but not here. You can protect us. You can keep us. 
It happened one time, but we don't have to have it, let it happen a second time. Ask and you shall receive. Knock and it shall be open. So we ask, we ask, we ask him. Okay. Revelations, focus verses is Revelations 2, 4, and 5. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee. Because thou hast what left? Thy first love. God didn't quit loving them. Don't listen to that lie. God loves us. Even in his correction, we're taught by the word of God. Amen. Parents that love their children correct them. Am I right? And they, they try always use the right method, right procedures. And, and it depends. It depends on the, the disobedience. Amen. Of what measure you take. Uh, if it's just a talking, if it's grounding them. And then there's, there's times it comes and we still believe in using the switch. I know in a time that most people ain't real popular with that. And that's, well, that's your choosing. Uh, but I'm just saying if it happens, maybe you got that perfect angel. And uh, you don't ever have to use a switch, you know. They, they do everything you tell them to do just as soon as you say it. And they don't, no, no back talk, no nothing. And man, just, you know, God bless you. <laughs> that's all I can say. Hey, man, he did. But it's coming. But anyway, here we go. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> it's coming out, but... Anyway, here we go. And because thou hast left thy first love, remember therefore from whence thou art fallen. So, so there was a place you was once at, but you have fallen from that. You have fell from that place. And there could be a number of reasons why that happened. Come on. Let's, uh, you can remember when you got married. In the, in the Old Testament, they was taught when they first got married. Did you know they wouldn't go out for battle for a year? They wouldn't leave for business? They stayed home for one purpose, and that was to cheer up that wife. I don't know if it was she just got such a bad deal. Hey, <laughs> man. No, I'm just kidding there. He had to stay home for a whole year to try to cheer it up over it. But, hey, uh, man, you know, in some sense, you know, that sounds good, doesn't it? But uh, who's going to pay the bills for a year? Who's going to take care of all that? Hey, man, to that process. But anyway, but that's, that's in the Bible. Now, that's in the Old Testament. That's what, hallelujah, that's, that was part of it. So there is a reason why. That the, the first... Amen. Keeping that first love burning. Keeping it exciting. Amen. They're talking about keeping having dates and things of this nature. And that, you know, that, and that's, it all works and that's good. And even the writer talks about in the cultural connection. He likened it to the books that's written about it. He talked about how some of them, I, I guess I've never read any of these books, but uh, talked about how one man come up with the idea that men come from, like we come from two different, you know, worlds. <laughs> Amen. But you know, there's only one that created us, both man and woman, in the image of God. And it was a God's idea, not Adam's idea, to create the woman. And the woman came out of the man. The man didn't come out of the woman. Praise God. So God's got an order. God's got a, a, a way of setting things up for things to work. And to, uh, I would say smoothly, but, but you understand something. Uh, there's going to be trials. There's going to be uh, tribulations. And they come from all different methods and forms. And some we bring on ourselves. Some because we, we're going to make a fight for his name. We're going to hold to some doctrines and resist other doctrines. And so the chances are a lot better whenever the, especially the married couple can unify Join together, bond together, bind together, believe together, become as one as the scriptures have taught us. <laughs> the outcome of that particular home, because why is all that so important? Because the love at the house shows up at the church. 
Praise God. <laughs> sure does. Uh, you, you, you know, if, if, if you're having uh, bad things at the house all the time, you can't just hide it when you come to the house. God, oh yeah, you can put it on the front. And, but it, it won't last but so long. Slowly but surely, it'll just keep fading through and uh, begin to show up. And uh, so why? Why is all that? Because God instituted family before we did the church. God created family before we did a church. Strong churches is because of strong families. Families that believe. Families that's willing to sacrifice together. And then the real task is, is whenever we uh, get families that come from different walks, and different styles, different levels of society, different race, different... Man, I, I thought I got to go on the list here. Cultures and ideas and opinions. And somehow with the help of God, the help of the Holy Ghost and our love for the head causes all the families and members. Boy, I'm messing right with Wednesday night, ain't I? Hallelujah. Cause all the families, amen, to find a common place and a, and a unifying love and a unifying authority and power. And for the gospel's sake that we're going to unify, amen, and we're going to join together and we're going to cast away, amen, all the weights. How that would hinder the love of God and the love of the master flowing through the body. Amen. And all the bodies and all the families that joins together. That's a reason the last name here is not important. The only name that really matters is the name of Jesus. That's a reason we're all of the one family of both in heaven and earth. And that name is Jesus. And the family that's here, amen, has the name of Jesus. And being we bear that name, we were promised by that name to have the authority and the power to walk in the spiritual kingdom upon this earth. That's always, amen under struggle and battle against the, the rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places. So that's really so important as, as families to unify and to join together and, and to endeavor to keep the unity of the Spirit. We'll talk about that on Wednesday night, okay? Praise God. So, as we watch some of this really begin to unfold and, and what's going to happen here, uh, the, the, the governing factor, we know as we watch, watch this unfold. I'm just going to use the scriptures and just go by them. Whenever you go back to Revelations 2 and 1, it says, Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write. The writer talks about the angel, doesn't he? He talks about the angel in the Old Testament was a, a messenger and a mediator in the Old Testament. We see that with Balaam. We remember how the angels came. And as the used the donkey, and yet, and, and because the donkey saw the angel, and the angel that stood in the gap and stood in the way of Balaam, and carrying all what his own passion, his own lust, his own desire wanted, a man is being fulfilled. God put an angel in the way and caused the little donkey to even get a beating over it. Hmm. Praise God. We see other times where angels paid visitations. Such as with Moses, the burning bush, as angel. Then it, it actually through the, became the voice of God. It's an angel that came in that fiery furnace, likened to the Son of God. They became as mediators. They became as messengers. Amen. In the Old Testament. But when you get into the New Testament, they don't fulfill that place of mediator any longer. The man called Christ Jesus becomes that mediator between God and man. 
I didn't say that angels don't visit and open prison doors. I don't say angels don't come in and wake them up. I say, come on. And as they start their way out, iron gates, doors, and guards are blinded. But they're not the mediator. They can't even preach the gospel. All they can do is be sent to somebody and tell them to who they can go to. Now the mediator, amen, is through Christ Jesus, which happens to have a fivefold ministry for the edifying and the building up of the body. That's the reason in Paul's writings to the Romans says a man can't be saved without a preacher. For how could he be saved without a preacher? And to hear what? To hear the gospel, hear the word of God. Faith coming by hearing hear what? The word of God. So he can't be saved without somebody preaching the gospel to him. How beautiful the feet that brings these good tidings. The man of God, the voice of God, or the body of Christ. We found out the five-fold ministry still, what is in the body is not the head. It's part of the body. To edify, to build up. That's what all the gifts are for. It's to edify, build, not to curse, not to even judge. We never use the gifts that God gives us to judge. In fact, we're warned very often, even in the scriptures, about judgment. And judging the brother and sister and things. i got to stay off of that. But anyway, as we watch this and we, we see now, we're going to notice the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things saith he that holdeth what the seven stars in his right hand. We're going to learn some things about this little setup, this seven Remember last week we learned it, was, it made a complete circle. All said and done. Uh, we, we understand that these weren't the only seven churches in Asia. But these are the ones that he visited. We, we learned that seven is a number of complete wholeness. That's our passion. That's our desire. We want to, want to wind up in that place as, as we get to the end of our lesson today. The end of that lesson is going to let us know where, where we headed. Where we're looking for. A place called paradise so we have a goal we have a uh, we have a place that we want to arrive and so even here's the churches amen so it's going to be represented and who who's actually doing the speaking here and, and and instructing John in what to say and how to say it uh, Matthew 28 27 teaching them to what to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you Let's always remember something. This is forever settled. Man, there's a lot of things changing, a lot of things shifting. Uh, opinions, ideas, beliefs, churches. Uh, we're there. But the word's unchanging. Christ is unchanging. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. This, this, this word, the Bible said, is forever settled in the heavens. It's not going to change for nobody. But it, we're going to change unto the word. And so as the letter is written and the commandments are given unto him, we understand. Now, John, we learned last week in Revelation 1, 12, and 13, about John heard a voice as he turns and he begins to describe the one that he's looking on. The same description that was given to We know it was the ancients of days, but yet it was John, it was Jesus, as he saw him as a lamb, even though he was likened unto being the lion. So here's the one. So we understand the words that are being spoken, amen, to John are actually the words of Jesus Christ. It's not of another man. 
It's not a man of an angel, a man. It's, it's actually Jesus that's speaking unto him. We, we learned last week how he fell as a dead man, a man, as he saw Jesus in this form and power and demonstration. Even though all the encounters that John had prior to this, this one here caused him to fall like a dead man in the encounter he had with him. And so now, as we begin to in this second chapter, and he's writing to the church of Ephesus, and he's, he's bringing to them. So we understand a messenger that has the seven stars in his hand, and as the mediator for us, and when you go to the next part, he begins to uh, encourage them, uplift them, uh, commend them. <laughs> Don't you just love it? Um, and you've probably been on both sides of this. Uh, but don't you just love it when you worked hard and, and you got this done and that done and this over here done and this here done, but you didn't get this done. <laughs> and somebody comes in, you know, and they seem to not be able to see none of this. First thing out of the mouth, why didn't you get that? You lacked. <laughs> what about? <laughs> Man, it just kind of puts, you know, it takes the air out of the balloon. And he just feel it all, just go. Ah. So, but on the other hand, on the other hand, thank God, thank God that God loves us, that he, he doesn't just overlook things. He don't, he don't, he realizes there's some things that cannot be overlooked. There's some ingredients that cannot be sidestepped. There's some witnessing that must show up. If we're going to be guilty of being a witness of his. God is love. And so one of the most powerful ingredients that you and I can have as disciples of Jesus Christ. Is for that ingredient called love. Love will open your heart. Cause you to have compassion. Cause you to be long suffering and gentle and kind and. And, and, and show mercy when possibly nobody else would. A lot of times we relate, relate it to what? A mother's love. Or a father's love. Because they would love that son or daughter regardless of where they went. What they've done. Or what they may have failed to do. Now this love is not that you just overlook it, ignore it, and shove it under the rug. No. But it's because of this love that I can overcome even in this area. Or I can regain back the companionship that I lost. That's really what it's about. God could have. If um, with Adam and Eve, he could have just, no need, brushed his hands, done. But love wouldn't let him. He already had a plan. Even before the first Adam. He knew there was going to be a second Adam. Amen. Man, the second Adam was going to do a work that the first Adam failed to do. Thank God. And so this is that second Adam. Amen. That's writing unto a churches that he's in the midst of. And he's bringing something to their attention. Bringing something that's lacking. 
a man. Very easily as we watched this young ruler came, a lawyer came one time to Jesus and, and asked him, you know, what was going to do to attain eternal life, the kingdom of God. And, uh, and, and so he tells him the things that you don't do. And he went down the list, right down to honoring mother and father. And thou shalt not steal, or kill, or commit adultery. And, and, and finally, you know, the young ruler stopped and said, hey, I've done all this since my youth. He said, okay, well, let's start dealing with the things that you got to do. The list changed from what don't, things you don't do, to now to what you got to do. Go sell all your riches. Give it to the poor and follow me. Sometimes the don't list is not too bad. Sometimes that do list. <laughs> Amen. But he that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him is sin. So what, what, what's the main factor? What's the driving force that you and I have to? Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. These commandments won't be grievous to you. Hmm. You know, when you get in trouble at the midnight hour. <laughs> I remember a particular time. A couple of young boys got in trouble. It was pretty late. <laughs> when the phone rings after midnight, it's the police office. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> hey, somebody here probably tell this story better than I can. <laughs> hey, man, but you know what? I'm going to call somebody's daddy. <laughs> I would, too. I would too. You know why? Because they're going to love me. They're going to come. When nobody else may not come, daddy will come. And we did. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. They didn't get serious trouble. <laughs> they just had the wrong one driving. <laughs> Amen. But watch this. this. It's a father's love. It's, it's love. And, and it, you know, it's... Same thing is, is what has to flow out of here. And love's going to be tested. Love's going to be tested, buddy. And especially the love of God and the love that flows out of the church. So, uh, but watch what happens. I want to take note, and I know my time's going to eat me up. Watch what happens here in, in the first. I know. Notice, now, don't watch this. Don't ever let the devil lie to you or flesh or nobody else. Whenever you don't get the recognitions, you, you say, I, I, nobody recognizes this. Nobody. I, I, took, I took note just yesterday. How many different directions this local assembly was indirected. We had some that was helping the missionary drive six, six hours, three there and three back. We had some fixing chairs and picking up chairs to fix them. We had some fixing meals, amen, and going to wakes and things of that nature. So that's about four different directions that this local assembly was headed yesterday. And, and you know what? If each, you know, and if we're not careful, what will happen, some will stand back and say, well, I wonder what they was at. I wonder what they were doing. You know, but thank God for the, and we done, all of this service was done out of what? Love. Love. And, and the need that was there to to represent that love, to represent service, amen. James made it clear to us. If we have a love, the love of God in our hearts, 
we won't close up our bowels of compassion. We see somebody in need and we have the resources. Now, if you don't have it to give, you can't give it. You can pray that God open up a way and make a way and help you, amen, if the opportunity comes for you to respond with the blessing that he blesses you with. But James makes it clear that if someone comes naked and destitute and in that kind of condition and knocks on our door, amen, and we have all the goods as far as something to give them to eat and some clothes to put on them, and, and, and we just say, well, we're going to pray for you and close the door when all this was in our... Love takes action. Love responds. Love, amen, to, to what it can do. To help this situation. And, and if you read the lesson, he talks about that. People not impressed with doctrines if we don't first love them. Doctrine's a whole lot easier to receive if, if it's ministered through love. I'm going to tell you something, the Holy Ghost. I myself this last couple of weeks. And that's to the patience, the long-suffering. It's the, the farmer, I read it in the Bible. The farmer who patiently waits on the crop. He goes out and plants, nurtures it. Sometimes, sometimes it takes a lot more effort than others. It depends on the seasons. It depends on the weather. It depends on a lot of things. The disease and bugs. And Ferguson Farm probably can tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> Amen. Raising certain crops. In fact, certain crops, if you ignore them for a day or two. Anybody ever planted a patch of peas and, you know, you're watching them, and all of a sudden, you say, you know what? I'm going to give them a couple of more days. And then that third day, you go out there, and somebody beats you to picking them. Them little four-legged creatures. <laughs> it was one day too late. It seemed like they knew the night before you was going to pick them. But then you got all the other different types of insects and blights, amen, that come, and, but you don't keep a watchful eye. And notice it when it shows up. See, see, love causes you to, to be concerned and take note and say, hey. Now, I believe you got to walk in a balance there. Well, <laughs> so, but, but he recognized some things about them. It wasn't that they weren't busy. It wasn't that they weren't occupied. Notice what he says. I know thy works, thy labor, and thy patience. It's almost like he's giving them an A, maybe even an A plus here. And how thou canst not bear them which are evil. There, there's some that you can't hardly tolerate. You can't be around. You're not going to socialize. You're not going to go there. There's a possibility you won't even go to the marketplace because they render to Caesar too much. You're not going to socialize with them. But what's the real reason why you're not going to socialize? If you read your lesson, you, you found out that he, he enlightened us. He says, what if it was pride? See, that's what we... It, we got to be careful not to forget where we were 
brought from. And on the other hand, if we'd never been delivered from certain addictions, we got to remember that God's grace kept us from ever falling to that. It works both ways. It works both. It's His grace that delivers and His grace that keeps us out. It's His grace and mercy and love. And so we have the responsibility after experiencing such love and compassion of our Heavenly Father, we become the products of that love. We become the fruits of that love. We become what others get to observe and see in demonstration the true love of God. A God that loves us. Regardless of where we're at, is God loves. So this is the real, real mission of the church. Is to even love, Jesus put it this way, even our enemy. Keep coals of fire upon their head to bless them. Those that persecute you and rail you, run you down, bless them, cook them a cake, bake them a pie. Brag on them. <laughs> no, I'm going to cut your head off. No. <laughs> you can't do that. That's not the method. That's the worldly method. That's the flesh's way. Railing for railing. Accusation for accusation. But not God's way. Because there's no greater love than this. We're going to keep. So as he said, what's this? He said, and thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not and has found them liars. You've done what John said. Try the spirit. Give them a chance. But, but they didn't prove to be the apostles they claimed to be. Well, y'all, they're they, they doing good, Samaria's folks. Doing awesome. Always remember the Lord knoweth the righteous. He knows his. Always remember that. Again in Matthew 7, 23. It's called us. He, he says. And then will I profess unto them. I never knew you. Depart from me. Ye that work iniquity. Remember what that group told him. We cast out devils in your name. We healed the sick in your name. But he said I never knew you. You was workers of so, so what's happening here? What's, what is the lesson? What is going on? What's, I'm going to tell you something that came to my, my mind this week. In fact, Wednesday night. And I was a little hesitant about even mentioning it. Uh, and then the lesson mentions a term. Attitude. Let me remember what Brother Parker taught. said it often. Your attitude determines your altitude. Scripture taught us according to the power that worketh within us. So what power works in us? Thank God for the Holy Ghost. For even the least in this kingdom 
was greater than John the Baptist, according to Jesus Christ. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And so we're, we're seeing that, that Ephesus, as, as, as an awesome church that it was, their, their motive, the reason why they were doing what they were doing was not the same now. They was doing their service to impress. They was doing it out of just obligation, but not with cheerfulness. How are we taught to give? Be a cheerful giver. Do you think that was just limited to our money? I would not probably also include talents, skills, abilities, opportunities. Cheerfully. Be able to give that for the right reason, the right purpose. It's in your lesson now. I, I'm not, I'm not, you know. <laughs> Paul's writings unto the Thessalonian church, what's what he remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love and patience of hope. In the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to know. These are very important ingredients. So he wasn't condemning them. These are must. Works, labors, and then patience. Patience. Sometimes even maybe working with a circumstance. Or with a situation. Or an individual. (laughs) Just keep working. You ever really had to work at something and you, you labored at it and, 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 you know, the outcome wasn't good today. But you know what? You got up the next morning and you went right back at it again. And, huh. Anybody ever done any plumbing? <laughs> had to have to do it twice. One little. And he wasn't in that elbow that's out here in the wide open with no problem to get. It was in that one. It's in that far off place and hard to get to and hard to reach. It took a lot of effort and bending and joints. It was hurting and everything else. And you can't see and you're looking around a two before. That's the reason you got to war against spirits of rebellion, stiff neckness. Because that's kind of like them two before walls and those hard to get to places. But you know what? I penetrated when nothing else will. Love. Love. You know how to break it down when nothing else will? The true love of God. Ever heard anybody say, boy, I wouldn't have put up with that. You wouldn't because you don't love them like this individual love them. So they're putting up with it until it gets tore down. Well, you're doing good, brother. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. I'm going to bypass some of these scriptures. We'll try to use on in the the scriptures. It's just the the lesson. (laughs) But, But with all of that, he comes up. The fourth verse comes up. He says, nevertheless, nevertheless, I got a charge I got to make against you. I have somewhat against you because why thou hast left. You're forsaken it. 
You have abandoned it. The very core, the very heartbeat, the very energy, the very source that puts in for this service. The cause of it that, that penetrates, that always shows up. Love. Not just out of obligation. Not just because we know by the letter it's the right thing to do. Now we've all been there, okay? Let's just be honest. We've all been there. Sometimes we just do something, you know, we, we didn't want to do it. That includes our spouses, families, church, and God. I've just covered all far, so I'm not, I'm not afraid. Uh, we all, we're human. We're earthen vessels, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, sometimes we just do it out of obligation, but not one ounce of love is in it. And we can tell the difference, can't we? And so can God. But for it to have the real reward, amen, is whenever, whenever we do it out of a true love of God. As a, as a representation of his love. It's different. It, it opens a different umbrella. It opens up a different area. It, now watch this. Hey, I'm, I'm going somewhere. Listen to what the scripture is telling us. In the end time, we're warned that in the end time, the, the, most, the saints of the most high would be what? Wearied and wore down. What's the main ingredient that will keep us from fainting and growing weary and getting tired of doing what we're doing? It's not the money. It's not the rewards. It's not all the accolades from man or whoever. But it's love. The love of the service. I had a gentleman come in a hardware store just this last, I believe it was this week. Some of you know him. Uh, actually, he's in the doja business. And uh, I got talked. I just talked to him. He actually, he runs the board of supervisors here. Not this last time, term before. And I just said, I said, hey, Mr. K, why didn't you? He said, man, I, he said, I enjoy doing what I do. He said, I love it. He said, now I'm doing more at my pace now and all that. He said, but I just love getting out there, getting on that dozer and doing it. He said, I thoroughly enjoy it. He said, I don't have no intention. So he said, you know, as I've slowed down, I don't do it. But he says, he said, you know what? He said, I just hated that people have to work all their lives at certain places. And they just hate every day of having to go to that place because they're, they're forced to or whatever, or get themselves in a condition that they have to. He said, but I've always enjoyed doing what I do. And so at a time that he probably could, I'm sure, you know, but he enjoys it. In fact, he beat me to the hardware store. He had pulled in there and ahead of me when I got there at a quarter to seven. Ready to go. Ready. <laughs> and so uh, when you love it. When you love serving God, when you, when, when you understand this is one of the best ways to please and honor the head is to serve the other members of the body. And when every member serves in that manner and way, what happens to the body? It increases, it grows, it multiplies. Because you can't hide this city that's on the hill. And you can't hide it right down to one candle. That always reflects the love of God. Always that love of God penetrates and flows through. Especially in difficult times, difficult situations. I'd say we're in one of those times, wouldn't you? Hmm. And I'm, I'm still, 
Remember therefore from which thou art fallen. The heights, the place, the, that driving force, that driving factor, that driving pulling. Uh, you remember, amen, when you couldn't hardly wait to show up for prayer room? Couldn't hardly wait, man. It's church time, church night. Woo! Man, it's not Wednesday night yet. Let's start having church every night. Praise God. Loving to assemble together. Used to, used to, boy, I'm, I'm going to get in trouble here. But, but used to, America thrived on what we call unions. Or reunions, I'm sorry, reunions. Families coming together and getting together. But you know what stopped some of that? There's a number of things, but you know what? Some of the main things have stopped it. <laughs> Boy, I'm, I'm in trouble. <laughs> Sometimes that, that love to serve, to fix, to go out of our way to fix, fix more than what we should, so make sure everybody have plenty. No, I'm walking right. See, that's in the natural, but it works in the same way in the spiritual. It works for all of us. I don't think we'll ever be able to point a finger at God and say that he's never prepared the table. The bread of life. The living waters. Whatever we're going to need. I believe the table spread. We're his sheep. We're the sheep of whose pastor? We also have the promise of going out. Doing what? And making our way back in. Because he walks with us. Guides us. Girds us up. He strengthens us. We find a help from him. And you can't find it no other place. You know why people take needles and shove it into their arms? They're looking for something to pick them up. Something's outside of them that they don't have to put the effort in. That's the reason it becomes an addiction. I have to. That's what the Holy Ghost does for us. And that's the reason Paul said in my weakest times and in my infirmities. In the places when I didn't have the answer. I didn't have the resources. I didn't have the strength. I found a helper coming. Because I can do all things through Christ. Who strengthens me. Now. He's the one that the stones are thrown at. Not the stone thrower. We don't pick up stones, sir. Most time we don't. But we can with this. James talks about it. The tongue. The tongue. To bridle it. To be mindful of what we're saying. 
And, and hear me this morning. Not only what we're saying, but sometimes it's the spirit of how we say. Makes all the difference in the world. So when it's out of love. I believe that's the case here. Now. Jesus. Helps us out. As he continues on in this. Repent. It's not too late. It's not a done deal. It's you know it's none. You know it's only one sin. That's an unforgiven sin. Only one. And uh, so he's telling them to. Repent and do what? Do the first works or else. Mm. I will come unto thee quickly and will remove thy candlestick out of this place. If you read your lesson, he likened that candlestick even as not only as an individual, but as a church. Can I say something there? Sometimes you and I just need to put up the battle, put up the fight, and show the love of God for the body's sake as well as for ourselves. Because if I backslide and go back and let my light go out, I just affected the body. The church. He's writing to them that he could actually remove the candlestick. The church. Think about that a minute. I just wonder if there's been any churches removed. What do you mean, preacher? Oh, the building's there. People going. They have services. But it's not a church. It doesn't have the authority, the power, or the love of the church. It doesn't have the ability to wrestle against the demonical forces and powers of darkness and rulers. And how the ability to stand against the doctrines is in error with the love of God. Not being arrogant or being smart, Alex, but out of a love of God. There's a difference. The love of God that, that manifests itself, that penetrates, the, changes the atmosphere, changes the setting. Quilla Priscilla is willing to pull him to the side and Instruct him more perfectly. But also they was courageous enough. Amen. To stand against. Watch what he says. But this thou hast. That thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans. Which also I hate. Nicolaitans practiced and started the doctrine. They was the one that was. One time, from what we can understand, he was a part of the church. Basically, fell to the side, but he didn't just fall to the side. He took part of the church now and intertwined and brought in the flesh. The Nicolaitans believes basically that everything's spiritual. So the body, you know, can just do what it wants to. In other words, there's no judgment against any type of uh, sexual activities outside the, the covering of the Word of God. Anything that's done in the body, they take this the scripture here. There's no good thing in my body. That's how they 
preach their doctrine. But you and I know by the scriptures, there is no good thing in our body. But what, what does it belong to? It's a temple of the Holy Ghost now. So now, my, not only, but my heart or my mind, but my spirit and my body belongs to And so we see, if you go back and read the lesson, they give you a little more in-depthness of some of that, of what he's talking about. But he that hath an ear, but he that hath an ear. I'm talking about to really hear what? What the Spirit, notice the word Spirit there is capitalized. It's Key that's got an ear to hear what the spirit, the true spirit, the true voice is telling us. Folks, has there ever been a time that we need to make sure we're listening to this voice of truth? Whole truth and nothing but truth. To speak unto us and to guide us. Amen. Hear the spirit, what say of the churches, to him that overcometh. Will I give to eat of the tree of life? Circle. Watch this. We're going right back to the garden. And we're going to have the opportunity. The fall of the first Adam cut us off to the tree of life. But the second Adam now has opened it up. And we're going to get to a man to eat of the tree of life. And make our way back to what? A man which is in the midst of the paradise of God. The paradise actually means a man. It's a place. You know uh, in Luke 23 and 43. Jesus talks about a man. The man on the cross. Paul talks about a man in 2 Corinthians 12 and 4. Both of these a man address paradise. It's a place of a garden. It's a place where people vision and dream about. You know, it's laid out and all, everything just applied and paradise. This is where we're headed. This is what we're looking for. That's the reason it's so important, amen, to keep that first love. You, you can stand. Keep that first love burning. Keep that first love, that passion for Christ, for the gospel, for the work of God. That's the reason, uh, and I, I know I didn't cover a lot of this unless, please go back around. All words and deeds are done what? In his name. That we, the, what we do, we do it as unto who? Not unto the individuals. We do it as unto the Lord, as unto the head. That's the reason we put the effort, the energy, and the time into it, and we do it with joy. Because we're doing it as unto the Lord. I, 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 I've taught you here, you know. I, I give this folks sometimes probably I shouldn't. And, uh, but you know what? I've done it as unto the Lord. I've done it, amen, not looking for not getting anything. Mm -mm. And hopefully, prayerfully, that they would realize that, hey, that's the love of God. Don't, they're not, that's the love of God. That's a blessing to God about, that I can please understand that. That's, scripture has taught us that, to practice that. Amen. Service, our service, our service. To one another, to our community. Man, that's the reason the responsibility of praying for our political leaders. Let's pray for them. I'm talking about from the lowest to the highest office. Let's pray for them. From the, from the county, the state, the, the president, right on. We need to pray for them. God's hand, God's favor, God. We could live a peaceable life. That they would make decisions that would be 
acceptable unto God. And it would keep us until your church has some power. The church is unified. Join the body. Amen. Praise God. I want that first love beaming. And man, just serve. Find it an absolute. Hey, I know we have a struggle. Come on, we're in the earth and vessels, folks. <laughs> hey, you know, it's a man. They wake up some mourners. They just, you know, pow. <laughs> I'll wake up after a while. If y'all don't mind, we'll try this again. That's <laughs> just waiting. But you know what? We're going to keep striving. We're going to keep on. Some things we're going to dust off. And we're going to say, hey, God, if you're just. And that's what's happening right here. That's what he's doing. He's given an opportunity to repent. Turn. Go back. Go back, amen. To back to those places. Go back to those first works. If we're not careful, we have a tendency to take people for granted. Possessions for granted. That can be from health. That could be from families. One of the most difficult things about losing a loved one, especially one that you really cherish and love, is, is that part of separation. That part of missing them. I often told you, you know, some would you know, be so upset over that. And I tell you, we'd have a lot bigger problem, amen, if you wasn't upset. If you wasn't torn up. If it didn't bother you, the problem would be far greater. But you know what? We'll go into a place called paradise. If we make the arrangements, and all of this hinges off of love. For God so loved the world that he gave. Love gives. Love goes beyond giving. Love, love demonstrates Willing to give its talents and skills and ability for what? For the edifying of the body of Christ. <laughs> Let's pray. Lord, we love you this morning. Appreciate you so much. We ask for nothing but the love of Christ to penetrate our hearts, our souls, our minds, our actions. Help us. Help us in the world that we're living, the community that we're living. Help us become and be the church in all circumstances and situations as you reach down in such a special and powerful way into each heart, each soul, and each life. And help us, God, as we're, we're joined together, unified together as the bodies of the church, but working, God, in times possibly even along. But yet we represent you and this church to serve our community, to serve our loved ones, our friends and neighbors. As you, God, put it in us, the joy, the joy of doing it, the opportunity that it comes, and God, we will respond faithfully, giving you the glory, giving you the praise for it, and the honor for it. In Jesus' name, we pray. Love you this morning. Appreciate you so much for being here, being a part of this service. Hopefully, something's been said here this morning that Mike could just... Amen. And, and I'm not saying it happened. I'm just, I'll let you be the judge of that. But uh, if you feel like the love is, you know, flickering out a little bit, blow. And do whatever it takes. But let's keep those fires burning. Because it's going to make all the difference in the world. In this end time. To win the race. If you keep that love burning. We'll survive. We'll make it. God bless you. Appreciate you.